This is the Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast and I'm Charlotte Foster. Every week we'll be looking at the culture all around Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire. Some weeks I'll be visiting events, others I'll be hearing the stories of the people who make this area what it is. Now, when you think of culture, you might just think of dusty museums, art galleries full of paintings or people in ball gowns playing violins. But actually... It's so much more than that. It's all around us. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. Uh, Finally, I'm back from my holiday. Had a lovely few days away. Went over to Tenerife. It was gorgeous. It was full of sunshine. And you know full well I was wearing my Stoke-on-Trent for City of Culture 2021 t-shirt a lot of the time. And of course, we did bump into Stokies while over there because... I can't think of a holiday I've been on in recent years when I haven't bumped into someone from Stoke-on-Trent. It's just what happens, isn't it? Uh, You may have noticed last week's podcast came out a day early. I don't know what happened there. I just pressed the wrong button, I think. And so you've got a little bonus extra, extra podcast or extra day of a podcast last week. This week, of course, it is half term for lots of people. And with holidays still on my mind, I thought it was about time... We had our own little Stoke-on-Trent staycation. This interview, I promise, was not recorded during Storm Brian, although it was a little bit windy, so apologies for the extra extra wind noises. I'm uh, Philip Johnson. I'm a, a, a local supply school teacher now who just had this idea of starting a service called Stoke Tours for visitors to our city. When you're in Europe, in the major cities such as, uh, I don't know, Rome, Barcelona, etc., there just seems to be dozens of uh, tour guides. And I just thought there's nothing like this in Stoke. Uh, Then I imagined being a visitor to Stoke and trying to get around on public transport and visiting the six towns uh, and realising how tricky and difficult it would be. And then that gave me the idea, why don't I offer to drive people around and just see what happens. I zip straight over to Longton. It's known as the neck end of the potteries. And we go straight to the Gladstone Museum. And I say, now, people, you can go in for seven or eight pounds and and have a lovely tour. Or we can just stand here and have a great free photograph with the Seven Sisters, the big bottle kilns. They're probably the best preserved in Stoke-on-Trent. And so we start with a wonderful photo. And they're always very excited there. Then we go around the corner... Uh, and there's a there's a bottle kiln that was refurbished in the year 2000 with lottery money, with millennium lottery money. It's the old Ensign Pottery Works, and it was supposed to be a tourist attraction, and it just never took off. So it's this wonderfully preserved bottle kiln inside a glass case with a spiral staircase. You can walk around it and inside it. And all you have to do, you just go to the office of, it's the C-O-R-E, ask nicely, the lady will give you the keys, you sign a a visitor's book, and you you then have full access to this bottle kiln, and it's all to yourself. And the visitors just find it incredible, walking up, walking down, getting inside it. And then we hop around to Anita Harris, who's been um, very helpful to me, Uh, as long as I give her notice... She'll accept visitors into her studio. She'll show them the processes. Uh, She's got wonderful vases, 
there. Uh, I think the Antiques Roadshow have visited her from the BBC and they've said that her work will be the antiques of the future. So she's really highly rated. And then she'll show you, there's a little side street there called Short Street with some tiny little pot, pottery workers' cottages. Nobody lives them any, anymore, but they were used in the 1980s, I think, in a BBC dramatisation of an Arnold Bennett uh, novel. Yeah, so that's Longton sorted. Uh, and then we move on, we, we perhaps do the uh, war memorial at Fenton where, in front of the old magistrate's court, uh, and then we're in Stoke. Uh, we'll visit Stoke Minster, we'll see Josiah Wedgwood's resting place, we may visit the Port Merion shop if it's a Friday, Saturday or Sunday, Spode, which is the oldest remaining uh, pottery factory in, in the city, we'll go and visit Spode, um, and then we're on, on our way to Hamley. Uh, while we're driving through Shelton, perhaps, uh, last time somebody noticed how beautiful Hanley Park looked. So, say at Longton Park or Hanley Park, we may get out of the car and look at the wonderful Victorian layout. Of course, these places were constructed for the uh, pottery workers who could only really enjoy them on Sundays because they were working Monday to Saturday. Um, so yeah we'll have a look at Hanley Park that's just been granted uh, several million it's going to get a refurb very soon um, and then we're in Hanley now then I'll usually book them onto uh, an Emma Bridgewater tour which I can't um, tell you how incredible the value is it's £2.50 for an hour's tour which is pretty incredible really uh, a lady will take you around and explain all the processes. Uh, some of the pottery workers will not only speak to the guests, but ask them if they want to have a go at throwing clay. And that usually causes uproar when it all goes wrong, obviously. Um, uh, then we may go to the uh, Hanley Museum. And uh, the floor, I think it's the second floor, has got the largest collection of Staffordshire pottery in the world. Uh, we may go and look at the uh, Hanley Town Hall which of course used to be a hotel originally, uh, the Victoria Hall. Uh, and then I guess it would be time to move on to the mother town, Burslem, which uh, is probably 300 years plus old. Uh, obviously it can't compete with Newcastle in terms of age, uh, which Newcastle's over 700 years old. But uh, on the way to Burslem, we might stop off at Moorcroft, uh, which has got some beautiful uh, work. It's, it's all collector's pieces, uh, there's a Moorcroft Collectors Club. They take it very seriously. There's a lot of history there. Uh, we'll perhaps uh, notice Arnold Bennett's house on Waterloo Road, where he grew up. And then next we're in the mother town. It's the oldest of the six towns. So what I find incredible about Burslem, <laughs> other people may not find it so fascinating, is I guess the, the two most famous people from Stoke-on-Trent, you'd have to say were Josiah Wedgwood and Robbie Williams. Now, the house Josiah grew up in is called the Big House. It's on the corner. It's still there. Right next door to that is the dilapidated Red Lion pub, which Robbie Williams grew up in. So it's it would be the equivalent of going to, I, I don't know, London and finding out that Charles Dickens and Simon Cowell grew up in houses which were next to each other. It's The coincidence is just too ridiculous to comprehend, really, for me. Um, then we might have a look at the Leopard, where um, 
Josiah Wedgwood and um, uh, James Brindley sat down and plotted the route of the Trent and Mersey Canal. Um, I notice when I'm in Manchester, for example, you stand outside the Midland Hotel and there's a big plaque there saying, this is where Rolls met Royce. And I think there ought to be a plaque at the Leopard pub in Burslem saying this is where Wedgwood met Brindley to discuss the canal. Uh, the Leopard Hotel is supp- supposed to be uh, haunted, which makes it a little bit interesting. Then we'll walk around the corner and look at the Wedgwood Institute. Now this was after J- Josiah Wedgwood had died, the, the government set up this building. Uh, it was going to be a library and a science college and an art college, all combined, but the, <clears throat> the building itself... If you were in Rome or Venice, you would be absolutely gobsmacked because the intricate masonry work, it uh, has the Roman um, gods, uh, months of the year, and it has um, artefacts or, or pictures of all the aspects of the pottery industry, the coal miners, steel workers, pottery uh, production line. And it's also beautifully created but as I say, because it's tucked away in Burslem, nobody probably takes much notice of it, and it's it's really sad. Uh, we'll just call in the Guild Hall where they have the Golden Angel on the top, and then I might sing a line from Angels by Robbie Williams, and they'll look at me uh, very uh, as if I'm very strange, very odd, and then I'll say, "Do you know the connection yet?" And then sometimes they twig, and sometimes. I need to explain to them what's going on. And then we'll drop down to uh, the Middleport Pottery, which of course is where the uh, Sarah Cox BBC TV show is filmed. And we'll spend time uh, speaking to some of the master potters in the small units there. They're all independents, uh, sort of separate from the factory, but they've taken over space within the factory, if you like, to do their own thing. Uh, and we'll have a good chat with them. We'll have a look at the canal. We may go to Westport Visitor Centre. Uh, we'll have a, a, a quick uh, visit to Tunstall, uh, look at the town hall. Um, if they seem to be music fans, I may show them the plaque, which shows where the Golden Torch Northern Soul Club used to be. Uh, and then... Um, yeah, if there's time, uh, I'll take them to the marina at uh, Festival Park, a true, and show uh, show them the Moat House Hotel, which was Josiah Wedgwood's mansion once he'd become successful and he'd set up the Etruria uh, factory down there, which was named after the Italian t- town of the same name. Um, and there's other little bits I like to show them, such as. Uh, Captain Smith's house in Well Street, Hanley, uh, the captain of the Titanic, of course, uh, Stanley Matthews' house in Seymour Street, Hanley, um, and I'll talk about these important figures as well. Have you discovered stuff about this city that you didn't know before since you've started doing these tours? Um, yeah, I, I'd say that, for example, you think that because of the pottery and the heritage and the history, people will want to look at um, uh, the biggest and best pottery production manufacturers and and so on. But occasionally I'll be surprised and people will say, um, going past Hanley Forest Park, oh, there is a fantastic forest, there's a wonderful woodland over there, we must see it. And we'll have a little walk around the lake and they can't believe that we're 
a, a stone's throw from the city centre. Um, they said it, it say it's a real haven of tranquility. And then I was noticing the other day the skate park there has just been voted one of the best in the world. So, you know, just to add a nice contrast. Um, and then the, there was a guy from India and he wanted to see greenery uh, and uh, the outdoor environment. And so we only had a couple of hours and I thought, where can I get to quickly? And what I thought was Rudyard Lake. And then while I was driving there, I realized the beautiful connection was that Rudyard Kipling, of course, who wrote The Jungle Book, his mom and dad named him after Rudyard Lake because they had a, a weekend home out there. So that was lovely to tell uh, this this guy, you know, because uh, obviously he knew the, the story of the Jungle Book very well. And the Wedgwood Institute, I just told you about the very picturesque building in Burslem. Rudyard Kipling's dad um, was the architect for that building, so another nice little connection, I think. Um, there was a mother and daughter from South Africa, and it had just been announced a couple of days before that Hilton were going to set up their hotel in Hanley. And I, I was looking <laughs> in, on social media, and some people were, well, a lot of people were very complimentary about it, quite rightly. One or two people, though, were uh, sort of a little bit negative or, and, and pessimistic about the whole thing. And they were talking about the amount of um, people with drink problems and drug problems. And I just happened to be taking this South African couple around. Uh, actually, it was a mother and daughter. And we noticed a couple of uh, drunk fellas uh, on the pavement and I said I must apologise uh, for the inebriated state of the people we just walked past and they said um, Phil you, you mustn't apologise to us you know we, we come from a place where you might see real deprivation and, and real horror stories and proper crime statistics you, you've got nothing to worry about here <laughs> there is no problem here don't worry about it and that helped me to see that actually we've, we've got it good here and the, the guy from Kuwait he said you've got no hardships here have you and I said well some people have and he said no you really haven't <laughs> and uh, I have to agree with him you know if we're, if we're being objective. So there you go that's your half term sorted if you need something to do or just want to have a bit of a a holiday at home there's so much to be getting on with uh, around Stoke-on-Trent around North Staffordshire uh, you know this is just touching on the city you know you just need to look around a little bit further outside of the city we've got the beautiful moorlands we've got so much around us we are very very lucky here and don't forget more to come from the podcast in the next few weeks already I know that we've got coming up a really lovely interview with uh, artist Belinda Latimer really fascinating story from her and some of you may know this I do a little bit of work up in Liverpool got to pay the bills somehow so I've been talking to the guys behind the Liverpool 2008 Capital of Culture bid to find out the impact that has had, the awarding of that has had on Liverpool. That's coming up in the next couple of weeks too. In the meantime though, thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch, social media as always is the best way of doing that. So if you want to get in touch via Facebook, it is Cultural Quarter of an Hour Podcast and on Twitter it is at CQHPod. Love hearing your thoughts, so please do get in touch. And of course, download the podcast. It is available every Wednesday, except on the weeks that I 
Send it out early.